Thank you, Lord. How many remember, remember uh, over in, in the book of James where the scripture said, if you'll draw nigh or near unto God, he'll draw himself near unto you. And, uh, for you know, it's important that, that we understand uh, that that doesn't necessarily directly apply to everyone. You read in the context, he was talking to his church that was backslidden. He called them a bunch of heathens for, right in that same context. <laughs> Saved people, he called them heathens. <laughs> That's why he said, get your butt back to God. You know what I'm talking about? He said, draw yourself nigh unto God, he'll draw nigh unto you. Now, the principle is still there, but I don't want us to approach the Lord like he's far away from us. However, if you've been away from God, if you've been living your, your life your own way and your own plan and your own timing and your own just fulfilling your own will and uh, you've not been seeking the, the, the plan of God and doing his will, then that's all over your business it's all over your life draw yourself nigh unto him he'll draw himself nigh unto you amen and even then we know the lord said he'd never leave us so what does that mean well it's not that he's not there but it has to do with our own relationship with him people are not always walking close with the lord even though he's there let's look at first samuel chapter 2 I was about to go to sleep last night and in the in the two minutes between when I lay my head on the pillow and it's morning <laughs> uh, this dropped into my heart about honoring God and so uh I looked up a few things this morning just in case that word stayed with me and uh, and I want to read here in in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30 1 Samuel 2:30 it says therefore the Lord God of Israel says I I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Pretty strong language. Those who honor me, what will the Lord do? So I would like the Lord to honor me. You can have him honor you. Amen. How? Just by simply honoring him. Now, we got to know what that means, but uh, I know that if I honor him, he will honor me. Listen, if the Lord honors you, that's something special. That's not just he comes and pats you on the back and says, good boy, good job. When the Lord honors you, this is something we all want. How, how can I have that if I honor Him? But notice the last part of this, and this kind of helps us to see what honor is. Those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Notice, honor produces honor. Honor, honor, despise, lightly esteem. If you never knew any Greek words, or in this case Hebrew words that these came from, you can see honor honor 
despise, lightly esteem. All right. Well, what does it mean to honor? Well, it would be the opposite of lightly esteem. We could say heavy esteem. Right? And actually, you look the word up, and it does use the terms heavy and, and weight. All right? If I honor God, I esteem Him highly. I have great respect. If I despise Him, now that's, I know that's kind of a word that we think, <laughs> never. I would never despise the Lord. But what, what, what's the relationship here? Those who despise Him will be lightly esteemed. It's kind of a strong word, but here's the picture. When someone doesn't esteem the Lord or honor Him in proper measure with proper weight, it could be the same thing as despising Him. That's ouch. I think often people don't realize in their minimizing of what the Lord is, of who He is, of what He's done, of what He's saying and doing, by minimizing that, it is actually related to despising the Lord. I think, again, that many times Christians would cringe. They'd, they'd, they'd definitely pull back from despising. Say, no, I would never despise the Lord. I love the Lord. But yet revealed in their life is lightly esteeming Him. And again, to use biblical terminology and comparison here, that's despising God. Got really quiet in here. Look over at Matthew 15 with me. If you dishonor something, it, it really just simply means, it can be more, but in its base, it means... You treat it as trivial. When someone treats the Lord or the things of God as somewhat unimportant, and I'll go ahead and say this too, as less important than other things, then they are despising the things of God. They are not honoring Him. Therefore, they will not be honored he doesn't carry much weight with that person and so therefore not much weight will be given to their life their life then becomes trivial is it a wonder now don't take this and apply it to every, every person everything you know but is it a wonder why some in their life never, ever reach to a certain value? And don't get me wrong, the Lord loves everyone. Jesus died for everyone. Value in that sense. But as far as carrying weight in their life, I almost want to say this, and I'll just, I'll just throw this out. But I wonder if it ever has to do with when people's life gets cut short in midlife, if it's ever related to their life is not 
Now don't take any offense to this now. We're just judge this in context. That their life is not that important. Now I didn't say it wasn't important to some people around them. I'm talking about in the big picture of the kingdom of God. When someone doesn't give weight to the things of God, their life is less important. They carry less weight. They become more trivial. I can actually show you this in the Word even more than I have. But let's read this first. In Matthew 15, is that what I told you? This is Jesus quoting from Isaiah 29. But in Matthew 15 and verse 8, well, verse 7, he says, Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Notice again, they honor me, they draw near with their mouth, they honor with their lips, but their heart is is far from me. Now, how many know the Lord is not uh, praising them here? He's calling them hypocritical. He says, you got the right thing coming out of your mouth. You're saying some good stuff. You know, and those in our circles, you know, how many know we we value what you say? (laughs) And don't get me wrong, Jesus did too. He's he's the one where, where we got that stuff about speaking to the mountain and stuff. Right. However, he's highly against those who will say the right thing, but their heart is not in it. Their heart is going one way, their mouth is going another way. That's something we should avoid by all means. But what do people do? They show honor. They show respect. They highly esteem, give much weight to the things of God. If they were asked, He's all important. He's number one in all that I do. He's the main thing in my life. He's the reason that I live. But the Lord says there are some people that their heart is not in connection with that. Their heart is far from Him. We need to be among those who honor not just with our mouth, not just with our lips, but those who honor with our heart. Amen. Many people today when asked will speak honorably about the Lord, about His church, but their actions reveal their heart. They don't really consider His business to be too important. They really don't. They may say it is. Yeah, I love the Lord. You may call them up. You saved? <laughs> yeah, I'm still saved. But in their heart, because it, it's revealed in their actions, He's really not that important. What does that mean? Well, according to the Scripture, they don't get honored back. Their life does not come up to that higher place of importance with the Lord. Even though He loves them, their life will never carry that weight because they won't give it to Him. You know, Romans 12, why don't you look at that with me as well? Romans 12, does anybody have the New International Version? NIV? Yeah, we got one. 
We got two. All right, good. Good. I praise you not in this. Because <laughs> it's not what I'm teaching from. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I do want to read this verse from that translation. Romans 12 and verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. What, what is our spiritual act of worship? Presenting your bodies as a sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. How would you define worship? I think there's probably a number of things that we could say about worship that would be true, that would be biblical and scriptural. But I know this, if all we have in mind is that worship is my hands lifted up to the Lord, worship is singing with my eyes closed, maybe a pained look on my face. (laughs) That was just a little jab at some who get religious in worship. But sometimes people have, a, have an idea of worship and their only thought is the expression. And listen, there's no, nothing we want to take away from expressing. We are to show forth the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Right? However, the Bible teaches us that what we do with our lives is worship. That what we do with our bodies is worship to the Lord. And I have a feeling that that could be related to what Jesus said, which Isaiah said, which the Father said by the Spirit, uh, that sometimes people honor the Lord with their mouth, but their hearts are far from Him. And, uh, and if we do the worship thing, but in our lives we're not worshiping God, we could be in that same category. Everybody with me now? I worship you, Lord, but I'm living like a dog. Huh? I'm not talking about a person who who falls into sin and their heart's right and they repent and, and they get right with God. There's not a person in here who's got it mastered, never has done anything wrong. But there's a difference in a person having a right heart. Amen. Having a, having a perfect heart where you always run back to Him and not just think, I can live one way, I can outwardly be a Christian, but, you know, as far as my expression at church and, and, and when I'm asked, but my life doesn't reflect that. There could be a serious lack of honor going on in that person's life. Go back to Matthew and look at chapter 7. So our worship is our entire life. It's offering our bodies. It's offering everything that we are to Him. Matthew 7 and verse 6 Jesus said here do not give what is holy to the dogs nor cast your pearls before swine lest they trample them under feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Why do we not want to give holy things to dogs because the dog does not give a rip the dog doesn't know the difference between what's holy and what's unholy 
the dog will not have any respect, will not be able to honor or treat it with respect. It's all the same to him. Hmm. How many understand that's a problem in our world today? Everything's the same. Nothing's holy. Everything's common. Nothing is set apart. Never do people... Get, never do people give any extra attention to certain things. Some people have transferred that attitude into the church to where, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing special, it's nothing big, it's no big deal, it's just a church service. It's just, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we could even slip into this, not because we have a, you know, we intentionally did it, but people get, become commonplace with the things of God. And yeah, we do church every week, and we, you know, and I tell you what, if we really understood, we understood where some people are at in the world, we would be so thankful that we even have a Bible, that we can even read the Word of God, let alone gather here in air conditioning and heating, and uh, and, and, and we're not in threat of losing our lives or being thrown in jail. But sometimes people get so comfortable and they, it just becomes commonplace. And what are we doing? We're just worshiping the Lord again. I hope He doesn't do this for an hour. Uh, and sometimes we need to have an adjustment on the inside to recognize the weight of God's glory. Say, but why? Because of who He is. Because it's reality. It is truth. And when we honor Him, He honors us. But why don't you give pearl? Why don't you give pigs pearls? How come you? How come you don't put a pearl in a pig's nose? Anybody have a pig? I don't know if anyone has a pig. Probably not. You don't put a pearl in a pig's nose, right? That pig can't appreciate that. And Jesus said, He He references. You know what he's talking about. You don't give holy things to those who don't appreciate it. To those who won't give it the proper honor and respect. Give it the place that it rightfully and inherently deserves. God is holy. His word and His ways are holy and righteous. And we need to give high esteem to everything that God says and does. Amen. When we do, again, we get the appropriate response from heaven. When we don't, you get people wondering, why isn't this working? Why isn't this happening? How come they're, you know, it's just not what I thought. Well, are we really giving Him the proper weight in our own lives? Amen. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs over in the ninth chapter in the seventh verse, seventh and eighth, it says, He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself. And he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. And can you see that there's some times where the Lord is just not going to open up everything to a person that's not in the right heart condition? Because it will, it will be like pearls in the pig's nose. All right? And so sometimes someone says, I want, I want more of this. I want this. I know, but how are we going to treat it? 
Can we really appreciate it? Will we really give it the proper respect? How many understand this? That one of the basic, most fundamental Bible principles that most Christians ignore (laughs) is that we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. My concern, and don't get me wrong, I've been in the same boat myself, but that we've heard far more than we've done. And what does that say to the Lord about what He's revealed? Does it to a degree communicate a lack of importance on our side? Are we saying doesn't really, you know, doesn't really matter? When we quickly forget, when we are quick to have an, have a, an experience with God and then it's just gone. Amen. I think about sometimes when people want to uh, remember special events in their lives, special occasions. How many know they do a lot to, re, to, to, to remember? You know, whether it's a graduation or a wedding or a special party, something. What, what do people do? They take pictures and, and get video and, and, you know, sometimes people will save little trinkets and, <laughs> you know, little party stuff and depending on the event, right? Why? Because it was important. I never, it was a special time and a special occasion. I never want to forget that moment. I think there ought to be some times where we give the Lord that weight. Well, always. You know, in the Old Testament, the Lord, He would always have them, uh, they would set up something called a memorial. Right? And they would set up, they'd have a pile of rocks here and some kind of something built over here to remember what God had said, what God had done, how He had revealed Himself, how He had delivered them, how He had shown Himself strong. And they'd set stuff up that wouldn't, wouldn't easily go away. Right? And I think that's, that, that's, a, that's an honorable principle. That there are things that God says to me. There are things that God does in my life. I don't ever want to treat it as small. I don't want to ever act like no big deal. Amen. Amen. And I realize, don't beat yourself up. We're not going to remember everything. Our minds aren't in the... In, our, in this current state, uh, aren't going to remember everything that happens in all times, but are we giving the Lord a proper esteem and weight in our lives? Are we honoring Him? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me give you a couple things, and I'll just see how far we go, and maybe we'll come back. I don't know. But to honor God... I've seen seen three things that we need to honor that really that really reveals that or shows that, and that is number one, I need to honor God's plan. Number two, I need to honor God's people, and number three, I need to honor God's presence. If I'm really going to honor Him as He ought to be honored. His plan, His people, and His presence 
need to mean everything to me. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter chapter uh, 2. First Thessalonians chapter 2. Under God's plan, I would say there's, there's two main things here. The first one is His Word. I am not going to be able to honor God, honor His plan, by not highly esteeming His Word. If I don't care what He says, if I don't give His Word top priority and a high place in my life, let me not be deceived into thinking that I'm really honoring God. Everybody with me now? All right. You, you don't honor me as we're just talking. You don't honor me by ignoring what I say. I don't honor you by dismissing the words that come out of your mouth because that's you. What you say is who you're coming out of you. That's who you are. I, I can't say, I can't honor God and ignore what His Word has to say. Notice the scripture here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. It says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth, the Word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. Do you see the difference there? It's possible for a person to receive a word of God through a person as if it came from that person. Right? Otherwise, this wouldn't be stated this way. It's possible for me or someone else to speak the word of the Lord and a person to treat it as the word of man. That's why he goes out of his way to say, I thank God that when we spoke the word of God, you treated it like it was God. Treated it like it came from God. What was the result of that? It effectively worked in those who believed. Right? If I want the word of God to work in my life, I must acknowledge and recognize the source of the word. But typically, because we've all got thoughts and opinions and ideas and backgrounds and glasses, you know, that we look through, colored glasses of our past and all kinds of stuff, there can be the temptation. And sometimes, it, you know, people just don't recognize, I guess. But to treat a word from God is just a word from man, especially if you disagree. Right? That's when people in, our, in human nature, I guess, are quick to dismiss. Well, I don't agree with that. Quick to dismiss something that goes contrary to their way of thinking or their way of doing things. And therefore, what are they doing? They might not be thinking this way, but they're dishonoring God. Because I cannot honor God and dishonor His Word. I cannot honor God and treat what He says as just being some other person's opinion. We must be very, very, very watchful not to dismiss too quickly something 
that we may even at first glance disagree with. Because always ask yourself the question, well, what if? What if that word is from God? What if I'm wrong? What if my thinking needs to change and I'm quickly dismissing something, whether it's through pride, whether it's through I'm protecting my own rights or ways, or, or, or whether it's genuinely I don't agree with that. I can tell you times when I heard stuff and honestly, without a bad heart, disagreed and later found out I was wrong. That's why I'm thankful for the times I can think of in my life where I didn't quickly dismiss. I didn't just quickly write it off. In my mind, I thought, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Not even writing that down. (laughs) But held on to it at the same time. Because partly because of respect for the person that was speaking, you realize, hey, you know, they're not perfect. They could be wrong, but likelihood is I am. <laughs> and so you give it place. You give it, you, you give, it a, give it attention. You give it weight. You honor. And if you eventually find out, you know, this is contrary to the Word, of course you throw it out. But we give respect and esteem to the Word of God by treating it as if it's from God. Amen. You know, I, I think this is where it takes maturity and spiritual growth in our lives. I, I think if the Lord Jesus were to walk in today and stand up and, and teach and preach the Word to all of us, I don't think we'd be questioning too much. I, I, I think if He got right in our business and, co- and contradicted some wrong thoughts that we all had about Him, about us, about our future, about our past, I think we'd be quick to change. I think we'd quick to repent, which means to turn, have a change of mind, to go a different direction. But I'm telling you, that's not the way the Lord does it. He speaks through people. You remember, you remember when uh, uh, Brother Joe was here earlier this year? He told of a, I can't get all the details right, but he told of a time when he was first in ministry and ministering. He had a vision, a vision or a dream. I think he had a vision. And uh, where he saw Jesus walk into a service and go, he said Jesus went over and spoke some things or ministered to some people that were sitting there. And he knew exactly when that was going to happen, all this stuff. And he was so excited that Jesus was going to do that. He, he was, you know, all pumped up about this because he saw this in a vision. The Lord Jesus walked into the service. So he knew Jesus was going to walk into that service. <laughs> And that would be easy. But again, I don't remember all the details of the story, but he finally figured out that the way Jesus was going to walk over to these people and minister to them, it was Jesus. But it was Jesus in him. And it actually, he was the one that had to go over and speak and minister and, 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 and uh, you know, give the words or whatever he did to these particular people. And, uh, and sometimes we have the idea that if it's God, it's all God. No, it's never all God. Never all God. It's God moving through people. And that's the great challenge, isn't it? Is that God or is that that person? (laughs) We've got to know. It's our responsibility to get that one figured out. 
Because if I get it wrong, I dishonor God. Everybody listening to me? I can't just sit back and say, well, I can't tell, so I don't, I don't really know. Well, find out. <laughs> Everybody listening? Find out. So, well, someone prophesied, and I don't really know if it's God or not. Then find out. We cannot sit back and just say, well, I don't know. I can't tell. You know, like they say about breaking the law that ignorance is no excuse. You kind of have to know it. You know, if you're driving 100 down the freeway and you get pulled over and he said, you were doing 100. So it, I thought the speed limit was 100 here. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you thought. Here's your ticket. Right? You're in trouble for, even if you didn't know. Hmm. And sometimes in the kingdom of God, in, in life, we get in trouble for not knowing something. So what should we say? Our responsibility is to find out. Our responsibility is to be perceptive and discerning enough, spiritual enough to recognize when God is talking. Because if I don't, again now, I could give light esteem to the Lord. And then I can't say, I'm just honoring God. No, I'm not. If I'm not honoring His Word, I'm not. It goes hand in hand. You don't ignore the Word and honor God at the same time. Let's look at First Chronicles. Let me show you this in another place. Thank you, Lord. First Chronicles, chapter thirteen. First Chronicles, chapter thirteen. Look down and find verse seven. says, so they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab and Uzzah, or Uzzah, or Uzzah, and Ahio drove the cart. Then David and all Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came to Chidon's threshing floor, Uzzah, 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 put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against that guy, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. Wow. And David became angry because the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God to me? Now, get the picture here of what's happening. They are having church. They are having a celebration. They're playing the instruments. They are dancing. They are having a time. They're like, woohoo! I mean, this is the presence of God. And they are celebrating. And right in the middle of this, God is not happy. Huh? 
Is it possible for people to be <laughs> celebrating, thinking God isn't really enjoying this? And He's not. Yeah, it is. It's possible. And of course, then the, like, like we read, the cart was, stu- was, the oxen stumbled, the ark's about to fall, and the user dude, he puts his hand out to steady it and dies. You think, well, that's not right. That's not fair. Listen. Sometimes people read all right through this without knowing the history, knowing the past. The Lord gave by His Word very specific instructions as to how the ark was to be transported. All right, the ark of God was the presence of God. This could go into our third point, which we won't get to tonight. But he gave very specific instructions on how the ark was to be moved. It was supposed to be on poles. They were supposed to carry it. You don't put it on a cart. Say, what's the big deal? It's what God said. And what was happening here is they were dishonoring the very word and plan of God. He said, I want it done this way. This is the way that you are going to do this. And they, either through ignorance, maybe they ignored His word. Maybe they thought, you know what, we don't really have the guys to carry it, you know, and do it right. Let's just put it on a cart. That would be easier. There could have been numerous reasons why they figured out that this cart was a good idea. But in the middle of it, they ignored the word of the Lord. And he was not happy with that. What happened to them? Or Uzzah? He was lightly esteemed. Are you listening? His life suddenly became not so important. It didn't carry much weight anymore. And so, bye-bye. And we know, you know, we're reading the Old Covenant. Oftentimes, things like that would happen quick. But we, he, they were dealing with the very presence of God. And he said, this is the way you're going to handle me. And they chose to not follow his word. They didn't give his word much weight. I know, not to put it on this level by any means, we're talking about the Lord here, but maybe you've seen people do that with you, where they, someone wanted to do something for you and help you out. Maybe you were doing, maybe they helped you out with a project in your house or something with your car. They wanted to serve you or help you in some way, and, and, and you, uh, you asked them, uh, you said, this is what I want done. Maybe they were going to help you paint a wall paint a bedroom or something and uh, and you were you said I'm going to do this wall this color we're going to do this wall this color and uh, and you had to go away but they were just wanting to help you and you came back and it was different and they and you said oh gee, what happened here uh, and, they, and they said well I really thought this would look better this way I really you know I, I just thought you'd really appreciate this and I did a little bit extra I even got some some better I got some new 
better paint and you know I put this border up here at the top and and uh, and I thought you'd really appreciate it. I know this was this was a better way to do it how many know they just dishonored you you thought they were helping you but they dishonored your word by coming up with their own plan and I tell you people are doing that in the body of Christ today with the Lord and it's much more serious than a room of paint but we can see the principle if he says, I want it done this way. I want you to live your life like this. For me to come up with my own plan and say, well, I think this would be a better way. I think this, this would help even more. It dishonors the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let me give you this other point here. We honor God, again, under number one, God's plan. His, it's, and His Word is His plan. Man, t- don't take for granted anything that He says. Honor it. Treat it as important. As If you can obey to the very T, do it. Not out of a form of legalism, out of a form of honor. This is the way the Lord wants me to do it. So what I'm getting, that's the way I'm going to do it. Well, I don't understand. I mean, what's the big deal? The cart would be easier. The Lord's got reasons for the things He says. And even if we don't understand, we need to do it. Hmm. We're not going to come at this, uh, at this with the approach, Lord, unless I understand it, I'm not going to do it. You know how like some, uh, some psychologists and different ones will say about children that... You should never, you know, correct a children, a child. You should never discipline a child unless you explain. You should never tell them to do something unless you explain to them why you want them to do it. That's not that's not correct. Sometimes children will not be able to be in a position where they understand. They should obey and follow the rules. Why? Because of their respect for the parent. Amen. And sometimes likewise with the Lord, we are going to obey because He's Lord. Whether I understand His Word or not, whether I know why He's saying what He's saying or not, I'm going to, I'm going to do what's right because He's God. And it's His Word. And I honor Him with my obedience so we honor him his his plan through his word and then secondly be for for, because of his will for our lives we honor his will for our lives if we do not honor God's plan for our lives above our own we will be lightly esteemed our life is not of doesn't carry as much weight but when I say his will for me is most important I'm showing honor to him he'll show honor to me don't decide what to do just deciding what to do sometimes when when young people come out of high school and going into college and they say well I'm just trying to decide what to do just trying to decide where to go to college decide what kind of career path to take I understand how people are in that mode but as a believer someone who knows the Lord you should be not using the word decide, but the word discover. You should believe that God has something special, a special plan 
and a purpose for your life. He has a reason for you to be where you're at. He wants to lead you, and He wants you to be valued in the kingdom. He's got a plan for your life. Don't seek to decide what to do, almost like you're deciding what to eat or deciding what clothes to wear. No, this is a bigger issue. This is your life. I want to discover who He's made me to be. I want to discover what He's placed in me. I want to discover what He wants me to do with my life. That, again, is honoring Him. Amen. As I obey. So what does He want me to do, you know? Where does He want me to live? Where does He want me to work? Who does He want me to marry? Where does He want me to serve? You know, does God want me to forgive? (laughs) There's so many things that are in God's plan. How many understand bitterness is not in God's plan? Unforgiveness is not in His plan for you. If you live your... I don't know why I'm on this, this. It's all relating. But if you live your life angry at someone, bitter at someone, holding unforgiveness in your heart towards someone, you're out of God's plan. Out of God's plan means you're not honoring Him, not honoring His Word, not honoring... Uh, Again, His plan for your life. And so I must yield to Him. I must forgive. I must serve. I must discover what God wants me to do. Amen. I think I'm going to stop right there for for now. Father, thank You so much. Thank You for Your faithfulness and Your goodness. Thank You for Your love in our lives. Thank You for Your hand reached out toward us. We purpose in our hearts tonight to make all and any adjustment that is necessary so that our lives are God-honoring lives. It's not just in what we confess to be true, but Lord, it comes out of us in everything we do that You are the most important. Your Word matters. Your plan is, is supreme in importance to us. Father, I pray that you would help us to see and show us areas where we've lightly esteemed you so that we can correct that. We can show you all the honor that you deserve. I believe you're helping us today. You're helping us in many, many ways. As you lead us and guide us. And you reveal to us these areas. Thank you for your help.